welcome back to the seventh episode of the Bailed Up podcast. I'm Albie, and today on Bailed Up, we have four great segments for you, the listener. And I'll just say what they are. We've got the weekly WAP first up, where I summarise the fortnightly news, and we've got some massive news this week. Then we've got predictions, where we predict something that's going to happen during the cricketing world. And then we have predictions, where we reflect on predictions from past episodes. And then we have what a snag, which is a moment of the week. And this week, I must say, there have been a lot of what a snag worthy moments. So it has been quite a tough decision. So on to the first segment of Weekly Whack. Welcome to the first segment of the Bailed Up podcast for today, the Weekly Whack, where I summarise the weekly news or the fortnightly news into one small a few minutes segment so straight into it there's been some big news throughout the last couple of weeks with New Zealand cricketing legend Ross Taylor announcing his international retirement. He's meant a lot for not only New Zealand cricket, but international cricket around the world as a whole. He was the first person ever to play a hundred of a hundred matches of each format. He played 110 tests, 233 ODIs, and 102 T20 internationals. He was the leading run. He's the leading run scorer in history for ODI and Test match cricket for New Zealand, and he will retire from Test cricket after their home two Test international series against Bangladesh, and then he will finally retire from international cricket after an away ODI series against Australia and then a home ODI series against the Netherlands. Hopefully, they can send him off with style in the Test cricket arena and also the ODIs. Um, big crowds cheering him on because it is his last um, couple of games, couple of series. So wish him all the best for the next chapter in his cricketing life. So hopefully he can continue um, assisting the cricketing world because he has done a lot for the cricketing world as a whole. And on to the next piece of news. Test South African wicketkeeper batsman Quinton de Kock has retired from Test cricket and he's only 29. It occurred after the first test loss against India in South Africa. He announced his retirement um, post-game. He announced that his family-to-be, he's, um, he has a daughter that um, is soon to be born, has become much more important um, to him than test cricket. Test cricket has obviously meant a lot to him throughout the last few years and throughout his career since he debuted in 2014, but he's found something that's a bit more important to him, um, which caused the decision to be made. He will still represent South Africa in the white ball formats, so the limited overs formats of ODI and T20 internationals. Um, and this is just a big loss for the South African test team as a whole because he played 54 tests with an average of 38.82 and made 232 dismissals as wicketkeeper, including 11 stumpings. So wishing all the um, former South African captain um, the best for the future and his limited over format cricket as well. So on to the next piece of news. Australia have uh, retained the Ashes. They've won 3-0 against England after a convincing bowling effort with Scotty Boland, a debutante, getting 6 for 7 off 4 overs um, to win the man of the match. Australia won 
by an innings and 14 runs to win the Ashes, which is great news. Um, great news for Australian fans, not so good for um, the English fans. I'm an Australian fan myself, but um, for English fans out there, they will probably be thinking, hopefully, that um, England can at least fight back and put up a fight in the next couple of tests and maybe even win one or force um, a draw or something like that. So uh, to the England fans, they'll be thinking that hopefully that at least uh, even though England isn't playing for the Ashes, they're at least playing for their pride and showing we've come out here to at least win one or um, show the Aussies that we're up for a fight. So... It's a bit disappointing for the English fans, but it's really exciting and really um, ec- ecstatic for us Aussie fans. So that's what we have for the Ashes news. And then next, we have a bit more Ashes news, actually. We have Travis Head, the leading run scorer for the Ashes Vodafone series. He will miss miss the fourth test at the SCG, the Sydney Cricket Ground, because he has tested positive to COVID-19 with a PCR COVID-19 test. So he has um, will have to stay in Melbourne and have to isolate for seven days, which is a big loss for Australia because he is the Ashes series leading run scorer with 262 and an average of 62. Um but that brings along some good sides for Usman Khawaja, a Queensland player in Australia. He has played um, he has re- he has played Test cricket before and is very good at it. Um, so hopefully he can make his return because at the beginning of the summer, Travis Head and Usman Khawaja were fighting it out for selection of that fifth spot. But then Travis Head made that magnificent 152 to secure his spot. Um, so Usman Kawaja will probably be his likely replacement. He is the second leading run scorer for the Sheffield Shield with 460 um, runs with 200s and 250s at an average of 65.71, which is um, good for Usman Kawaja that he will return to cr- test cricket, but not so good for Travis Head because he's missing the fourth test in Sydney, also known as the Pink Test. And then on to a last bit comedic bit of news. Um, because the Test cricket team is travelling around, Steve Smith posted on his Instagram he was stuck in an elevator for an hour. Yep, that's right. He was stuck in a lift for an entire hour. They were obviously going from level to level in some sort of building and then he just got stuck in the elevator for an entire hour. Um, Manus Labashain was passing him M&Ms through the gap of the lift and they finally got Steve Smith out of the elevator. So hopefully there's no trauma for that and hopefully he can return and make a big score in Sydney, which is his home ground. So let's see Steve Smith get out of the lift and onto the cricket field. So that's all we have time for for the weekly whack. And that is all. On to the next segment. Welcome to the second segment of today's podcast, Predictions, where I predict something that's happening in the cricketing world. Now, today I will be predicting the Aussie Test team or the outfit that they will have for the fourth Ashes Test at the SCG starting January the 5th. So, let's just get straight into that. Um, Now, there has been some big news during the week that um, Travis Hare will not be playing um, because of COVID, and 
Um, also, Josh Hazelwood might be tipped to maybe play. So let's get straight into it. Marcus Harris will be opening alongside David Warner. Marcus Harris pretty much consolidated his spot in the test team. Last um, test at the Boxing Day test with 76. He wasn't able to convert that into 100, which was a bit disappointing. But it was good to see him get a great score. To um, just say to the selectors, yeah, I belong at test level. And then at number 3 um, and 4, 3, we've got Minus Labish. And of course we do. And then at four, we've got Steve Smith, the vice captain. After that, at number five, now Travis Head has been left out because um, he has tested positive to COVID. He's an asymptomatic case. Um, so uh, Usman Kawaja is playing, in my opinion. So he will probably play because at the beginning of the summer, he was tipped to be that number five spot, but they battled it out and they trusted Travis Head. And that was a good idea because he did make that massive hundred at the Gabba in the first test. So Usman Kawaja is my number five. And then at number six, we've got Cam Green, the big um, right arm Aussie all-rounder. So... Hopefully we can see him with some good form with the bat because last um, summer we saw him with a that big 84 that um, was his high score in Test cricket and hopefully um, in this series he can make a maiden Test ton or just a 50 to get him rolling in the Test arena. He has um, had some anxiety with his batting and hopefully he can or just uh, some nerves when he's going out to bat. It's obviously not happening with the ball but it is happening with the bat so hopefully he can ignore them and then um, get off to a good start because we have seen some good starts with him and then my seven for the test team will be Alex Carey with the wicket keeping spot he did get um, get that maiden 50 of 51 um, then he got out which is a bit disappointing but hopefully we can see him get a bigger score he showed his potential he's a great butter he's a great wicket keeper so he's in the side and then at number eight we've got Pat Cummins he's the um He's a, oh yeah, he's a captain, of course. I'm a bit silly. Um, so he can bat pretty well, and he's a, he's the number one test uh, ICC bowler in the world as well. And then next, we have Mitchell Stark at number nine. Uh, Mitchell Stark flinging those left arm rockets down at the batsman, and he has proved a very, very good bowler during the series. Um, he's been one of the best bowlers, actually. Um, there was a bit of controversy whether he should actually be in the team in the, um, the first test, but he's put away those demons and, um, showed the critics, hey, look at me, this is what I can do. And there hasn't been a lot of swing on offer during the test, and that is usually what he's known for, but he has been very good at bowling the old ball and bouncing off the scene, which has made him a very dangerous bowler. And then at number 10 um, in the team, I've got Nathan Lyon, the spinner. Of course, he has to guarantee a spot. He's also a reasonably handy batter, so... Um, Hopefully we can see him with the uh, with the ball actually because I I would rather see him with the ball and hopefully he can pick up a few wickets because he has been fighting hard throughout this series and then next the number eleven for my test team Josh Hazelwood has been tipped to maybe return for an SCG return so I'm predicting Josh Hazelwood will make a return. 
um, for that number 11 spot for the Test team. That is a bit disappointing for the likes of Scott Boland and Michael Nesser and um, Jai Richardson. But if Josh Hazelwood doesn't um, play, I'm pretty sure Jai Richardson will play, uh, which is also a bit disappointing for both Michael Nesser and Scott Boland again. So that is my Test team for the fourth Ashes, Ashes Test. Now that's all we have time for today on predictions. See you next time where I predict something. Welcome to Predictions, where I reflect on predictions from past episodes. Now, let's just get straight into it. Last week, I did try to predict what the Test 11 would look like, the outfit would look like, for the Boxing Day Test, the third Ashes Test of the series. Now, I'll just go out and say it. I did get a few wrong, but most of them I got pretty right. Now, I'll just say what I said in the last episode, my 11, that I did predict. I thought that Usman Kawaja would open alongside David Warner. Um, then I said Marnus Labashane and Steve Smith at 3 and 4, Travis Head at 5, Cam Green at 6, Alex Carey, the wicketkeeper, at 7, Pat Cummins, the captain, at 8, Mitchell Stark at 9, Nathan Lyon at 10, and then I did say Josh Hazelwood at 11. Now, I'll just pick out some of the um, things I did get wrong. Um, Josh Hazelwood couldn't come up fit enough for the test, so he um, obviously did not play the Boxing Day test. He was replaced by debutante Scott Boland. That was a bit of a shock debut for um, the cricketing community to see uh, Scott Boland debut. Not many people knew who Scott Boland was, but after his performance, his man of the match performance of um, six for seven in the second innings and that his first test wicket in the first innings, um, I'm pretty sure most people know who Scott Boland is now. And then also, if you were listening to the 11 I just stated that I thought the, um, the predicted 11 would be, I said Usman Kawaja would open alongside David Warner, but Marcus Harris, um, they stuck with Marcus Harris. Apparently, um, lots of his teammates in Justin Langer and all the batting coaches have been saying that he is he was batting really well on the nets and they backed him to um, make a big score and well, they were right. 76 of 189 balls with seven fours. It was a class, classy innings from Marcus Harris. Uh, obviously, he couldn't make a big score. That's the third time in his test career he's um, gotten out in the 70s, which is a bit disappointing. But it was good to see him um, uh, tell the critics or show the critics, I'm made for test cricket. Um and he produced a really strong innings. So it was really good to see him succeed. And I'll just say the actual 11 that um, played in the Boxing Day test, Marcus Harris obviously opened alongside David Warner. Manus Labashain, um batted three. Uh, Steve Smith, four. Um, Travis Head, five. Cam Green, six. Alex Carey, the wicketkeeper, um, they stuck with him, which is a good idea because he's He's been playing really well at seven. Pat Cummins, the captain, came back from the COVID close contact in the Adelaide test, so he continued to captain um, at eight. Then Mitchell Stark was nine. He nearly got a hat-trick, so it was great to see him succeed. Nathan Lyon, ten, and then Scotty Boland, the man of the match. Um, He um, played at 11, so... There was a few differences. I did predict that Marcus Harris wouldn't open and that Scott Boland wouldn't play, 
because it was a bit of a shock debut. So I did get 9 out of 11, um, which is pretty close, but there were just those two um, predictions that I did not get right that I did say before. So that's all we have time for today on predictions. I'll be back next week where I'll reflect on the prediction from the episode before. Now that's all we have time for. On to the next segment. Welcome to What a Snag, the final segment for today's episode of the Bailed Up Podcast. Now, if you've been following just the cricketing world in general, you uh, saw the shock debut of Scott Boland. Now, you may be thinking, Albie, are you going to talk about his first wicket as the moment of the week? And no, I'm not going to. I'm going to be talking about his man of the match performance that he got. He got six for seven of four overs. It was quite amazing to watch. He absolutely destroyed and dominated the English batting lineup. We saw during the Boxing Day test, it wasn't really the a pitch uh, for batting. It was more for bowling. And Scott Boland took that experience he had at the MCG. They said prior to the test that Scott Boland has played five first-class games at the MCG and had got 37 wickets so I can see why they made a shock debut there and hopefully he can make more of a name for himself. Most people didn't know who Scott Boland was but I'm pretty sure after that amazing um, innings that he had with the ball that more people know who he is. So I'll just say the players he got out. He got Haseeb Hamid, one of the openers and he also got the English captain Joe Root and then he got Jack Leach. Now, this one with Jack Leach was a great one. It was coming to the close, um, the closing point of the second day of the Boxing Day Test. He came out, only survived two balls. Um, he was the night watchman. So they had to send out another batter of Ben Stokes. And Ben Stokes nearly got timed out, which was a bit concerning for the English batting lineup. So... Jack Leach did not survive, and then Johnny Bairstow also got out to the hand of Boland. Then Mark Wood got a stylish caught and bowled from Boland, and then Ollie Robinson also um, got out from Scott Boland. So Scott Boland was just a really good competitor competitor during the test and during the second innings especially for Australia he pretty much single-handedly got most of the wickets and it was great to see him absolutely destroy um, the English batting lineup well obviously not for the English fans but for myself as an Australian fan it was great to see him he's quite a humble man but it was good to see him get the player of the match off the back of that amazing performance so that's all we have time for today on the What a Snag segment. Um, we just reflected on the Scott Boland amazing performance. He has made a name for himself in the Test Arena now, and hopefully we can see him in the coming years as a force to be reckoned with at the MCG. Thank you for listening to the Bailed Up Podcast, the seventh episode of the Bailed Up Podcast. Now, hopefully you enjoyed. I spent a lot of time researching for the weekly whack, so make sure to share it with your friends. Tell lots of people about the podcast to get this podcast more plays and downloads. Of course we want that. Hopefully you had a great Christmas. If you don't um, celebrate Christmas, hopefully you just had a great holiday and have a great new year. So that's all from me. I'll be out. 